Welcome to the Sasquatch Podcast, into the action-packed adventure of reviews. I'm Jester, your host, and my co-host, Big Chungus. And on this action-packed adventure review, we are doing Sahara, a 2005 American action adventure. And just to let you know, folks, right now, we're moving on from the space and going on to adventures. So we're going to be doing National Treasure. We're going to be doing the whole Indiana Jones series, except the last one he did, which is Christmas all crap. And then we're also going to be doing The Mummy. So look out for those coming out. Anyways, back to Sahara. Sahara or Sahara? Sahara. You know how I'm speaking. Words. Movie. This movie is based on the 1992 novel on the of the same name and it was written by Clive Cluster, which is Dark Pit novels. Now, for the plot, you follow treasure hunters and it, the World Health Organization partner up with a up with who doctors to find a lost Civil War ironclad warship in the Sierra or whatever you want to say, Sahara de- Desert. Well, also, the, there is there's the Nevada there's a Sierra Nevada desert yeah and there's a Sahara desert Sierra Nevada and the Sahara I can't fucking speak the it. the Shasta desert yes <laughs> at there this point no and Sahara al- and also don't forget the bad guys because it's and bad guys in the movie bad guy bad guys it's more of a bad guy and no don't you have the 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 I mean he's not. Yeah, yeah. He's okay, a, never mind. He's not, a bad never guy. Mind. Anyway, anyway. Anyways, um, you make me lose place. This movie's runtime is an hour and twenty four minutes, but if you watch it on Amazon Prime, you can watch it for free, but with ads. And it makes it like two hours at that point, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know how many ads, and ads are about sixty seconds long. Um, so you know, you do the math. Um, its budget was $160 million, and it only made oof, $119.2 million well, in the box office. So, side note before you get too crazy into it. So, it actually didn't start with that high of a budget. No. It started with an $80 million budget, yeah. and then it jumped, it doubled. Yeah. It doubled in value. Um and here, here's the thing. Now, this movie was filmed in Africa and the United Kingdom. This movie became notably for its mainly production issues, including doubling the production budget from eighty to eighty million to one hundred sixty million dollars, as we just said. Also, it ran into problems like lawsuits among the crew and beginning accused of several violations of international laws this movie is listed as one of the biggest one of the biggest box office failures of all time now um yada 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 now um uh snack review time um transition transition so um as jester was trying to say uh you know how sometimes we like to throw in a mini little snack review so on in this episode, we we're going are... to take a break. Me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. You know what's funny? They don't even use that slogan like anymore. Did they get in trouble? Because they, they, I never hear that anymore. No, Is that like um, there's a 90s thing? Uh, probably. Um, 
I uh, I was at the store, saw Kit Kat Duos. They have one yes. with mint and dark chocolate. This one is um, Kit Kat Duos Mocha Plus Chocolate. Uh, once again, it's Kit Kat, so it's a crispy wafer in a mocha creamy and coffee bite. It smells plus like chocolate. coffee. It literally smells like coffee. Um, serving size, one little packet is one serving size, one pack. Calories is about 210. Um, fat is about 12 grams. Saturated fat, 7 grams. No trans fat, no cholesterol. Sodium, 20 milligrams. Uh, two, two, 2 grams of protein. Total carbs, 27 grams. Um, some fiber, some sugar. Um, 8% iron, some calcium, and some potassium. Um, Pota- oh, that's weird. Yeah. Uh, maybe. So it's, it's mocha plus chocolate. It totally smells like um, coffee, which I love coffee. Um, I know you like coffee too. Yeah, I love coffee. Um, you know. Well, I mean, I run on I run on caffeine, so you know. I used I to run to... on caffeine. Oh, hey. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Foul. Anyways. Oh, oh, hey, look at that. Hi, check that out. Check, check, check how it looks. So it's a um, it's kind of like dual layer. At the bottom of the the Kit Kat is chocolate, and the top is uh, kind of a creamy looking. Uh, it's kind of like a mocha mix. Yeah, mocha mix. Um, smells like coffee. You ever have the Moo Latte from Dairy Queen? No. It's kind of. It looks kind of like that. Oh wow. Mmm. Still has that little wafer taste. It kind of has like little bits of coffee in it too. It does. Like coffee grinds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't really taste it. No, that's pretty good actually. Ah. I'm I, not really one for coffee flavored things. Like I okay, love, I love okay. coffee flavored things. So, I eat I eat espresso beans, chocolate covered espresso beans. They're delicious. You, uh from um human bean? Mm, no. There's the stand next to it on this in this aisle thing. Why would you do I don't like human bean. I like supporting a local coffee place the human bean is a local coffee place there's no, only a, five of them yeah but the the um coffee place i go to the the java oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah the, the place java right, thing is, is basically right across from the dominoes mm-hmm, is a local one because there's only one fucking stand well hey folks don't forget to support your small businesses and local businesses. Yeah, I know this is going to sound trying like, time shut the fuck up with that i was literally about if he whips that out i swear to god no. Realistically, Squatchers, we're still dealing with a pandemic. You know, that's probably going to get us demonetized. Uh, joke's on them because uh, we're not monetized. But the point is, is that um, especially when we're recording this, um, for any of our listeners in Texas, yeah, stay warm. We're sorry. Uh, hopefully this is kind of a... I think the power's coming back on over there. It is. It's just really slow. And fuck um, you, Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. I got a few things to say, but that's not what we're about. But the point is, is that, you know, um, we're here for you mm-hmm. and be there for your neighbors. Like, yep. you know, your small businesses, mm-hmm. um, local businesses. Anyway, back good. To, back to the Kit Kat bar. The Kit Kat's really good. Oh, yeah, I, I actually I, really I like it. With this. Well, so norm. Okay. So what I was trying to explain is normally I don't like coffee flavored things that are like you very coffee smelling. Like I like my coffee separate. I like it as a drink. That's mm-hmm. it. This is refreshing. I really like it. It is, but if they made it like a king size of this, I wouldn't eat the whole thing. A small thing like this, a novelty small thing like this, totally doable. Very melty. But if they get bigger, not doable. But that's why I like that that Kit Kat doesn't do. Kit Kat also does vegan now. Kit Kat vegans. Yeah. I've never seen that. That's weird. I, yeah, I just that. saw. I just saw. It. I was on Google. 
You should grab it. Uh, or they got it in the store. If it, yeah, if it's in the store. I want to try that. I'll give vegan stuff a try. I don't. I'm not a vegan by by any standard, but some of it's all right. Some of it's all right. Anyway, back to the review. So yeah. Um, so here you go on with some production stuff, buddy. So, well, <laughs> in terms of production or promotion, because production, I read about- production, the the Spain thing. The Spain thing? Oh, yeah, I the, did, I yeah, did. the Spain thing. Um, basically, there's a there was a forty one forty six second action sequence. It cost two million dollars. It was. It oh, ended yeah, up yeah. never going making it into the final cut. Matthew McConaughey was paid eight million dollars. Penelope Cruz was paid one point six million, and the um, sidekick. Forty thousand dollars. A total of ten screenwriters were used to polish off the script, and four eventually received credit, which added to three point eight million. The film's budget um, was made five hundred thousand. Um, I mean, it just racks up like crazy. Production budget was eighty million, cost rose to hundred million. I mean, ay ay ay. Yeah, now no, the promotion's was... even crazier. How much went into that? Well, I think the funny thing is, is it's more like the promotion was done. I mean, they did their own promotion of it without Matthew McConaughey going from U.S. military bases and. Uh, Tell us a little bit more of that. Well, yeah, so Matthew McConaughey went around the United States in his own car with stickers and all kinds of promo stuff promoting the movie. and On MTV. Yeah, he did interviews. He did, like, um, autographs. He tweeted. Well, there wasn't really Twitter back then. It was 2005. Um, He blogged. Yeah. Just talking and hyping this thing up. Um in the way that they described the way that he was doing it, he was kind of saying it was going to be like the next Indiana Jones franchise, oh. which was what the movie was intended. It was supposed to be more like a, much like a James Bond thing. James Bond meets Indiana Jones. Yeah. Um, but it, it was supposed to be like a franchise because it's based on a on a book Clyde series. Clyde Clussler, yeah, wrote a bunch of books about Dirk Pitt novels. I started reading Sahara. It's a really good book. I, st- I read many of uh, the Clyde Clussler books, and I enjoyed them. But anyway, um, so yeah, he did kind of free marketing, but even then, that wasn't enough to really draw in audiences uh, to the movie, uh, on top of the just gross amount of um, promotion I saw in theaters at the time. Uh, National Treasure had just come out. Yeah, I think that's Well, that, I think that's what... Well, so what were you about to say? Because I was going to say, I think National Treasure... I think a lot of people were like, oh, it's just another National Treasure. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of like that, because National Treasure does have that, you know, witty little sidekick buddy. Also had, a, you know, the blonde in the National Treasure movie, you know, the hottie. And then, you know, it's about finding, well, you know, history. Treasure. Treasure. History stuff. And, um, you know, it did real well, a.k.a. it was done by Disney. So, you know, Disney stomps out anything in its path. But, um... Yeah, I really liked the movie, and I still watched the movie. And knowing that, you know, it was still 
the, knowing that it did as bad as it was, I was just like, man, that kind of sucks. Yeah. Breaks your heart. Well, because it doesn't deserve it. It's actually a pretty good movie. Like, it's enjoyable to watch. I still... I have the DVD, and I watch it from time to time. Yeah, I have uh, a DVD, which was um, legally burned. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, but we saw it on Amazon no, that's for free. true piracy. Yeah, I love being um, a pirate. No. Arg. So, so, okay, let's get into the review of the movie. So, okay. um, you really should go watch it to really... It's... As I kept telling Jester when I was when we were starting the movie, there's a lot going on in it, and yeah. it, and I know I've said that in other movies or other movie reviews, but here's here's essentially what's going on in it. There is a um, disease or plague outbreak. There is treasure hunting. There is um, corrupt uh, gov- corrupt government uh, conflict. There is corrupt um, business dude. Yeah, corrupt business uh, like pollution. Um, and then there's, um, love interest going yeah. on, but that's not really like a main plot. Um, there's a lot go, oh, and then there's like history involved with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's just, there's a lot going on in a, in a fairly short movie. And so it's one of those ones where it's like, we could tell you like how we have done in a few other the episodes where we're like doing a play by play. It's better to go watch this one because it it there's so much going on. Like you could go off on tangents about each particular, um, I don't want to say arc. Yeah, section. Um, and that's not really how the movie presents itself. Yeah, which is a good thing. Like it's got that perfect balance between everything. Yeah. So, um, but the the point the the general gist of it is that there is a ironclad lost in Africa that what's his name Dirk Dirk Pitt Dirk Pitt uh, the treasure hunter is obsessed with yeah at the same time um, the WHO found a World Health Organization yeah they found a plague starting in the same area that the ironclad is is supposedly located. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but it's not linked to the ironclad. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the ironclad. And at the same time, this plague has to deal with um, a corrupt a, business it's guy. Not, yeah, a corrupt business guy dealing with a dictator. Yep. Where all of it, where and the dictator is in a war with the Twarwigs. The Twarig, Twarag, and or yeah, it's it's. It's several things it, going on. But the the point is is that everything is connected into the greater part of it all has it all revolves around um this area in Africa in the Sahara. That's like yes, duh, it's in the movie title, but that's the main gist of it. Yeah. That's how all of these are interconnected. It it's basically kind of like a a like a tale of Arabian Nights. It's kind of that same idea where it's just a bunch of shit going on at the same time, but it's in the same area. Yeah. But it's it makes sense. Again, it's better to go watch it. It's Please if watch you, it. If you have Amazon Prime, I don't even know if you need Amazon Prime. I think it's just Amazon Video free with uh, ads. Go watch it. It's great. It's a great movie. So, um, just or, like or go to your local library and they probably have it on DVDs. 
That's well. That's if the libraries are open. True. Um, Fuck you, Pentax. I forgot about that. I forgot. So at our local library, um, you can rent movies. You can rent. You can rent. Uh, yeah, rent up to like ten movies. Dude, you can rent. I used to do it. They had Blu-rays at one point. Mm-hmm. Like they it was, still do have Blu-rays. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing. Like I was like, wait, this is a library. What? Um, there's like anime. There's like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there's music you can rent mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. The most recent thing that I remember, so I started getting into mountain biking, and they had mountain biking videos. Like, the like, you know how back in the day there were, like, skate videos? Mm-hmm. They have those that you can, like, I get the library is a collection of knowledge, it's but like, still, it's It's like, you can take weird. your laptop, if it had a, a CD player or DVD player on it, DVD and go DVD. in there and sit down and watch movies and not even rent them. Yeah, I mean they're old movies. And eh, sometimes you no, that. they have some pretty newer movies. Anyway, anyway, we're getting off topic. Anyways. So, so what makes this an event in the action adventure is there's action, there's gunfights, there's explosions. You know the good things that you want in a good action movie. And also, action movies and, and adventure movies are like okay, so they have helicopters, they have boats, um, trains, um, you know, cars, and it's their moving its adventure it's always going somewhere else and then um the adventure side of it is duh they're looking for the treasure Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they're also looking for the source of the plague so it it checks all the boxes like again that's kind of a redundant thing to say but um that's not always the case with action adventures as we were talking with uh or as we were saying earlier um national treasure is an action adventure. It's got, you know, it's got a kind of a gunfight, even though it's kind of one-sided. Um, but, and you then know, the adventure uh, part uh, is... Uh, you know, the action parts are also, you know, fist fights and shit like that. Yeah. Um, anyway, the point is, though, is that this one, I think, is my favorite. Like, Indiana Jones is great, but mm-hmm. this one is my favorite to watch because this was the first, this was the first one I really watched when I was growing up. Like, I watched National Treasure, and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. It was an intro to, like, the kind of the treasure hunting, like, thing. Um, Here's the thing. It's thrown out there. I do like the movie, and you also like the soundtrack because it had good music in it. Yeah. Well, National Treasure have good music? Yeah. It has pretty good music for the time. I can't remember. I listen to the soundtrack occasionally at work. I'll just put put it on. It's got a pretty good. It doesn't have it doesn't have like actual classic rock songs in it, but this one does. Um, that's the other part. We'll get into that in just a second. But um, so the reason why I say this one is my favorite is because I didn't watch the. Uh, I still haven't seen the third Indiana Jones movie all the way through. I've Hi. seen about I've seen about halfway, but um, I didn't really watch them growing up. Everyone I knew had seen Indiana Jones. I hadn't seen it. I think. My parents just didn't want me to see it because they thought it was a little much for me. I didn't live a sheltered life, but I did live a more conservative life when it came to, like, what I was allowed to watch. I'm sorry. So I had National Treasure and Sahara, which is hilarious because they're kind of the best of both worlds. Um, National Treasure would be my second. And then Indiana Jones has a different kind of spin on it. I mean realistically speaking it's kind of like star wars but in 19 was it 19 which one uh all of them Indiana jones yeah because it's in like the 1930s isn't it because it's before like the the nazi nazis took over the 
most of Europe and everything. Like they're just occupying. Anyway, anyway, I'm getting off track. The point is, is that 1981, one, 1984, and 1989. I know. I meant the I meant the uh, time in the movies, not when they were made. Um. But yeah, this one was just the one that I remember the most, like, watching the most. And I also um, remember this was the one I actually asked for when my parents were like, oh, what kind of movie would you want for Christmas? I'm like, I want Sahara. So for me, to do to get my initial rating out of the way, um, it's an 8. It's not okay. it's not super strong. You know, it's it's got, it, it's got a pretty big flaw in it that, like, for me, as I've been telling, uh, you know, as we've kind of been... Uh, diving into the episodes uh basically there's a big plot point that i'm like what and it's in the movie um they're riding this train into a solar toxin plant thing yeah it destroys the toxin by super by superheating degrees five thousand degrees celsius which i have no idea translates to fahrenheit because imperial (laughs) haha um and it's one of those moments where it's like they get on the train and then they're just in the building. And I would have liked them to show like I would have liked kind of a maybe that's the 46 seconds that they just missed. I feel like that would have added a lot if that was the case. But um, what I was saying, what I was going to say is I would have loved that because you were saying it was kind of trying to be like a Bond movie. That would have been cool of them sneaking in to the facility yeah. like that would have been cool. Um, so that's. That's my only big gripe. Like, that's my only gripe with it. There, I I really don't that find takes, anything that, wrong with the that movie. That takes two two uh, points off. It does because it's the whole rest of the movie. It's transitioning just fine. Like, I'm not going. Where? Did, when did we get here? Why are we here? What? What does this matter? Yeah. Um. Everything else worked fine, and then that was, like, just this huge, like, gap in the middle. So, yeah, if that was the case, um, then, yeah, uh, with the the uh, shot in Spain. Um, but that's my re- that that's my review. That is my score. What did you score it? Um, I also would give it, I would give it more like of a 8.5. A uh, higher. A little bit higher. I did enjoy this new movie, had great music. Uh, you know the cinematography, uh, the cinema, the you know the shots are well done. Um, I feel like they didn't use a lot of CGI. Um, the fight scenes were great. Uh, the were. music were good. Uh, I love the history about it. Um, I like the little history, you know, buff stuff they talk about, mm-hmm. the wittiness, the jokiness. Um, everyone flowed well. Uh, there wasn't no really too that bad of acting. Um, I also liked. I, I always like how at the end, you know, you, the you know at the end the part where the yeah, you think he got away but he didn't get away, and you know, at the end of the movie where the guy drinks a glass of water, it's like ha ha ha, caught up with you, bitch. Um, I really really wish they would have done another movie. I really wish they did a couple more movies with Matthew McConaughey and all the people. Uh, well, not the girl. Telling me Cruz wouldn't be in the next one. They would be a different, you know, woman. Uh, but a, a different one. It would been so. It would have done so well. Or if it didn't do well, 
Or maybe if they just did a TV series, you know, would it, it, something. Something with the books as yeah. like the franchise? I really wish they did something because it, it would have caught on. People would have enjoyed it and, you know, something to be like, you know, I could just pop it in the background and just watch the TV series or watch another movie about it. See, that's you know, what... Matthew McConaughey wouldn't have to be in it. It could be a different, you know, a different... Uh, Dirk Pitt. Dirk Pitt. I feel that. I feel that. Um, I was going to say something a little along the they lines of... They could have done a younger Dirk Pitt. Yeah, they could have. Um, well, so on that same kind of note, so uh, did you ever play um, Uncharted? Uh, not really. I'm not... I was on PS person. So well, Uncharted... I was PS2, PS1, and then I stopped and went to Xbox. I don't know if Uncharted... No, Uncharted was a PS3 thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... They're making that, and they're using a younger, very famous actor. Yeah, Tom Holland. Yeah, as Nathan Drake. I, I I'm gonna, I'll fuck with that and watch it. I, I, I would enjoy watching it. You should, you should play the games. If okay, yeah. that no, because it's like Sahara. It's that I, same I, kind I, of like. I, I know, but it's just I'm not a, like single player person. I'm like more of a like, it, multiplayer. It's person. kind of like. Did they? They made a Tomb Raider movie, right? They made several Tomb Raider movies. Really? Yeah. I thought they only made one that was actually, or was that one called Laura Croft? No, they're all named Laura Croft. They're called Laura Croft's Tomb Raider. Yeah. Weird. It was with I, the Angelie. Just... Angelie did one, and then they did a newer one with a different chick, which was yeah. They did they they made two Laura Croft type movies. They made several with Angelie. And it's by the same. It's by the person who did the Resident Evil movies, right? I don't have I remember. Google There's it. Tomb Raider. I did. Or Yahoo. There's Laura Croft Tomb Raider, which was made. And Lee was the first one. It did not do well. <laughs> no shit. Um. Anyway, getting off the getting off track. Um, one of the things that I really liked about the movie uh, that gave that uh, I gave it such a high rating for is it's basically Matthew McConaughey being Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that. Watched during the movies. He just. I like Matthew McConaughey. I think oh, he's an no. awesome I, actor. I, I like him too, but you know, he plays that Matthew McConaughey plays Matthew McConaughey in every single one. Samuel Jackson plays Samuel Jackson. Yeah. And Nicolas Cage plays Nicolas Cage. And John Cusack plays John Cusack. It's hard to see those guys play different actors. Or like Jim Carrey plays Jim Carrey. Yes. He has that certain, like, he gets into that haha role. And be like, oh, that's Jim Carrey. It's that's not the. Jim. It's not you know. Or Robin Williams with Robin. was Robin R.I.P. Man. Man. Anyway. But um. Well, so, uh, the other thing is, so the other guy in the movie, uh, it's sad that I don't remember his name nearly. Yeah. Um, something. Nearly as much as I would remember other people's names in movies. Um, Steven Zahn. He's in a lot of funny movies. He adds like the perfect amount of. Oh, you're talking about um, the guy who was Al. in the office. No, oh. no, no. I'm talking about the guy, his his best friend, Al. Al. Oh, Al Giardino. Yeah, so he's in Daddy Daycare. He's in National Security, Joyride, uh, War of the Planet of the Apes, Uncle Frank, Diary of a Wimpy, Wimpy Kid, which I think he's him grown up. Um, He's just, he adds a lot of that same kind of... um. His, 
in all in other movies, that's his character is kind of that wisecracking, kind of sarcastic. Yeah, no, I get it. Goofster, and that's what I like about him in the movie is that he's he's just he's a he's this is kind of dumb to say, but he's a silly character. He's not. He's a really, good supporting dude. Yeah, he's great for comedic relief. Yeah, and in this movie, it like he says some really good one-liners or just yeah. some like things that are just like that takes attention off of off the whole situation. Um. And then Penelope Cruz, oh my god, my uh, my Spanish dream is Penelope Cruz. Is she I, Spanish? Yeah, she's Spanish. Uh-huh. Keep going. No, no, no. I, I want to see why you made that face towards me. She was, uh... Okay, yeah, she's, she's She was Spanish. Angelica in, um... Spanish Pir- actors. In uh, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, which I like that one. A lot of people do not like that that one in particular. That's it. Stranger Tides was good. And after Stranger Tides, it just goes wacky cracky. No, see, Dead Man Tell No Tales was... <laughs> hey, I liked the three of them. The fourth one was kind of meh. That's on Stranger Tides. Yeah, okay then. Which, yeah, it's not bad. It was just weird. No, the the Dead Man Tell No Tales is the one with Captain Salazar where it completely um, oh, okay. rewrites yeah, yeah. everything oh, that God. you knew about. Yeah, dude. That one, I tried watching that one. Nope. That I, I had trainer. to stop, dude. Anyway. Um, Anyways, back to on the The other list. thing that's cool in this movie is that with Matthew McConaughey being Matthew McConaughey, it it really does take kind of the, the cool bond feeling that they were going for and make it more it wasn't like he's a bond dude no that's what i was about to say is that it it, he's he's like it wanted to be like not like bond but it wanted to be like they want to have multiple because james bond had a lot of movies they wanted to make a lot of movies with this that's what they were saying james bond because they wanted to make a bunch of movies well so what i'm was i was going with the james bond was the suave charismatic character yeah that's true and they kind of but because matthew mcconaughey is already that they just kind of made him into like a hick like a well we'll just uh we'll just see what happens like we'll just run with it and see what happens we'll throw whatever at the khaki cargo pants and bad t-shirts and they didn't shave and they didn't take a shower at all. Yeah, well, what about in, uh, Indy from Indiana Jones? He's basically... He came up with that outfit style. Yeah, and, and then National Treasure, well, kind of. They seem like they take showers. E- the Mummy doesn't really take showers. Brandon Fraser. Oh, gosh. I love that dude. Now he was George of the Jungle. Yeah. Yeah, and now he's on uh, Doom Patrol. Yep. No. Yep. Brendan, no, you've fallen hey, so dude, far from Doom, grace. Doom, Doom, Doom Patrol's a good series. I liked it. Yeah. Anyways, um, back to Sierra. Um, Sierra. Me pronouncing stuff. Yeah. I'll, yep, okay. Everyone uh, just roast Jester about his pronunciation of the Sahara Desert, not the Sierra Desert. Sahara. 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 Cousin say, say, say Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Okay. Okay, I don't have to kill him today. Um, Tupperware. Tupperware. It, it, I, I, I'll show you if I can find it. It's a video. I'm Anyways. sure it is. Anyways. Um, Awkward long silence. Insert here. Um, so, I, it's kind of like the... What was it? Not the Santa... Was it the Santa Claus? Yeah. 
I've referenced it a few times. It's, it's Santa not, Claus because we can't find any wrong there's, with it. There's, there's like no, it's thing. a really solid movie. Okay, that's the thing. That's what I was going to talk about really quick. I know I'm the one that's been talking a lot in these episodes, but this is like the one thing I really need to get I off my I feel like head. this episode has been pretty, pretty, pretty even. So here's my thing about the movie, and it's not it's against now. the movie. It's in defense of the movie. I don't understand why people don't like it. Like, it's one of the. It's like, I get. Okay, here's the thing about that it's because these motherfucking critics watch it before all the fucking people do and they make these shitty ass reviews and people look and read the reviews and then they go watch the movie and they're like well the critics the the people who reviewed the movie was correct oh i'm gonna give it a bad review type 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 it, it's that it's people reading about the reviews and then going to watch the movie it's it's the fact that people, the review people who go, the critics that go see the movie and then review about it and give it a bad review make, feel like it's, they make it a bad movie because the review people go see it. I think they should just release all movies at the same time and let people go see it and have a good time and not have review people, have, have review people have reviews later on or when it came out and people see it before the reviews okay the critics make it I, a I, bad movie well so i used to be that person who would really rely on critics reviews d- I, don't, like, I don't want well, to because then the pre- critics are like well, okay well, they make well, it a bad well, movie well, they what they i was going at is it. pre-pandemic going to a theater it's expensive. Yeah. So I re- relied on reviews to tell me whether or not I was going to get my money's worth watching it. I really should have listened to them when I watched the last night. Did we ever release that episode? Yeah, we did. God, I hated that fucking movie. Anyway, the thing about this movie, and I know it's a bias, I just, I think it's one of the more solid action-adventure movies. Like, like the Mummy. I would, I would compare it to the Mummy in terms of, it's, it, it it's got everything yeah. that I want in it. But I'm just saying, I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, the the last night. But me, I never read the reviews. I went and watched the movie. If I was disappointed, I was disappointed. But I, you know, I'm fine with that. I'm just saying, like, you know, sometimes review people destroy the fucking movies. Yeah. It's like video games. The people get it way before, some review people, critics, get it way before everyone else and then trash the fuck out of it. And then they, the review, the people like, okay, well, my move, the game's gonna be completely crap because the UV people gave it crappy reviews. I'm trying to think of a game that actually got really got really bad review. Fallout Four, I love that game, mm-hmm. and a ton of people were like, it's yep. not that good, yep. and yep. I, I still play it today. I have it installed, and I've been playing it and enjoying it. Um, what's another one? Battlefield Five. They said it was crap. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, give, I'm a Battlefield a fan, lot, but a lot of people give things bad reviews, and it, it destroys the company or destroys, you know, the movie thing. Yeah, they don't give it any chances. I guarantee you there was plenty of people that went and saw the movie and said, "Hey, that's a great movie," and then the review people were like, "Ah, well, this was a bad movie," and uh, there was more people who read the reviews than people who didn't read the reviews. I don't know. I I really I just wish they would have done more with more with this franchise 
gave it another chance. Well, the fact imagine that it was such if a if Indiana it, Jones turned out crap and they never made any more. See, and then check it. If that if, if that happened, I guarantee you nothing would be happening like we're watching. Nothing happened like true, or at like, least the the if Star Wars never demand. happened, if Star Wars got bad review, dude, if and just Star died Wars, off. If Star Wars never happened, if Alien never happened, and they got really bad reviews, if imagine, Lost in Space never happened, and we gave it a really bad review. Just imagine if like the big time movies got bad reviews and never happened after that. I feel that. I feel that. Anyways, <sighs> fun rants. At the end of the thing, which well, I guarantee so, no one listens to at the end. I mean, maybe. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But what I was trying to get at is that based on the actual fun, like the, the satisfyingness of the movie for me, I don't understand why it bombs so much. Exactly. I'm saying it's because of the critics. I think it was more, like for me personally, I think it was because it was in a much more competitive market because it came off the heels of Disney's... Um, National Treasure, which was competing with, I believe at the same time, Pirates of the Caribbean. Just, it was a lot of action and adventure movies going on at once, all at once. And I think, um, kind of like with Call of Duty, it was just fatigue at the time. Because I can tell you now, if they re- if they redid this movie, um, or if they re-released it now, I think it would do better. Um, when I did when did I say this movie came out? Two thousand five. Okay, National Treasure came out before that. Yes, two thousand four. That's what I'm saying. It was competing at the same time because it had just come off of it. So people were like, "Well, it's not as good as National Treasure." National Treasure did fucking pretty good in the fuck box office, my friend. Dude, I remember seeing it, and I thought it was one of the most cool. National Treasure budget. Oh yeah. I'll probably talk to you in this next episode when we watch the movie. Was a hundred million dollars. All right, it did three hundred and forty-seven point five million dollars in the box office. That's not bad. But we're gonna have to say that for next time. Yep. So this is the part where we insert our whole uh, outro. Is that what we're gonna call it from now on? Uh, beating you death with the same thing over and over again. Uh, which is to go follow us on Facebook at Sasquatch Podcast. And don't forget to hit that follow button on your favorite platform. If it's Spotify, Apple, Google, if it's uh, Home on Anchor, hit it. Listen to us. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your dead ones. Our dead ones? Yeah, you don't talk to the dead? I mean, not not on the regular. We movies. Well, we gotta save that for uh, Road, to Sp- Road to Spooktober two. Yeah, we got a lot. Electric of shit. Boogaloo. <laughs> Boogaloo. It's com. It's coming. Don't worry. Don't worry, Squatchers. We know we we, we that was a that was a hot time. It's coming. It's coming there's back. There's a lot of horror movies. Yeah. Anyways, um. So yeah, that's... you know there's nine Hellraiser movies. Huh? You know there's nine Hellraiser movies. Yes, and only four of them are actually considered canon to each other. Yeah, I know. Hellraiser one, two, three, and then the last one they made. Um. Anyways, I've been Jester. And I've been Big Chungus. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Yeah, we'll see you in the next one, which is National Treasure. So, yep, yep. Watch out.